Welcome to American Reds, Tribal Rant's unofficial podcast for the FX series, The Americans. I'm Michelle. And I'm Mike. And tonight we're podcasting The Americans, Season 5, Episode 1, the Season 5 premiere, Amber Waves. It's been a while. It's been a long time. What do you mm-hmm. think about doing it again? If we hadn't had so much technical issues getting started, it might have been Seems a little like bit... the wall just came down yesterday. <laughs> Um, this episode had an air date of March 7th, 2017, and of course we know why it had the title Amber Waves. Yeah. What do you think about that? Well, I, 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 I gotta tell you, I've never in my lifetime thought about hearing America the Beautiful sung in Russian. No, I, I never, uh, I, I never remember having seen that before. That was really, that was really interesting, and the way they did that was... Well, yeah, and to come from that particular time i assume it did the song that's kind of strange given our relationship with the russians at that time it's not like it's a new song that right i mean it was recorded back then right oh i i figured they recorded it just for this episode oh really in russia i would yeah i would guess that just that was for this episode i mean that's my guess i didn't look it up i didn't either yeah. <laughs> i didn't either but i thought that they were doing that just to well, I guess to segue us into what seems to be the overall theme of this... Um, well, now you can tell who did their homework. Oh, no, no, because I didn't do it either. I don't know. That was just my guess. I couldn't imagine. I, why on earth would they sing America the Beautiful in Russian? Uh, ever. Pretty cool. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it was a really interesting thing. I'd like to hear it to in think. reggae. Reggae? Yeah. That might work. That yeah. would work. We got to see several little clips of like upcoming episodes, clips of the of what's going to be coming up this whole uh, season. So that was a really cool thing. Um, what was your overall take of the season, and do you have any or the episode, and do you have any predictions on what this season might be mainly about? Like last season was about biological warfare, mm-hmm. essentially. Hmm. I don't. I don't. I don't have any. Uh, no, I haven't. Didn't think no. about. I, I was thinking it was a lot about food. The impression I've gotten is that the overall theme of this season is going to be um, about food and agriculture and uh, starvation and stuff like mm. that. Yeah, they did show us some of that stuff. Yeah, and it's something that. I mean, all the food when they were playing that song and they were showing the. Uh, comparing and contrasting the uh, you know the bounty that we have here versus right. the versus what they did not have in in Russia. Most people who are listening to this probably don't don't know this about us, but um, but we have a website about the importance of like food and nutrition and stuff like that. And to think about not only not having choices in food, but not having food at all and how they kind of touched on that and how terrifying that would be. You know, and so I, I did... You gotta plug our, our page or not? <laughs> com slash choose to eat if anybody's interested in, in our something else you didn't stuff know that about we put up. 1984. What's that? It's when you graduated. I don't know that we need to tell everybody all it's that. It's also when I got out of the Navy after my first enlistment. Yep. yep. This was the summer of 84, yeah. I think. I came straight from the Cold War, so yeah. you guys better listen up. I was there. <laughs> you hear me? I was there. Well, I kind of went back and I was looking because it was really interesting to me. You know how food is like our thing, right? I mean, we're always into that kind yes. of stuff. And um, Always eating. <laughs> You know, you don't really think about it so much here, but seeing that really makes you makes you think about it. There was a time called, and I'm going to butcher what this is called, but Holodomor, the Hol- Holodomor. Sounds like something off Harry Potter. It wasn't, though. It was a man-made famine in the Soviet Ukraine in 1932 and 1933, hmm. and it killed an estimated 2.5 to 7.5 million Ukrainians, with millions more counted in the demographic estimates and stuff like that. And I just thought that was really, really interesting. We hear Elizabeth talk about coming off the war, and of course this was pre-war. Right. But in June of 1933, at the height of Holodomor, 28,000 men, women, and children in the Ukraine were dying of starvation every day. 
and the land that was known worldwide as the breadbasket of Europe was being ravaged by a man-made famine of unprecedented mm. scale. Stalin and his followers were determined, and I'm reading this, were determined to teach Ukrainian farmers a lesson they would not forget for resisting collectivization, which meant giving up their own land to work on government-controlled farms. And it was meant to deal like a crushing blow to those aspiring for independence from the Soviet Union and all that. Because they literally starved people to death. And evidently that had like a long-reaching effect Mm -hmm. and stuff like that. Anyway, I thought that was pretty interesting. And there was other periods, uh, including 83 and 84, that there was drought and food insecurities and stuff like that, which is what we're dealing with here. But they, it just seems like they... It, it's a continuous thing there, or it was for many years, a continuous food insecurity thing. The word Holodomor literally translated from Ukrainian means death by hunger or to kill by hunger. Mm. And it's evidently this thing that, you know, was talked about for a lot, the, um, like the hunger plague. Anyway, so just a high note to start us off on, I guess, but... You can really see that and then relate it to everything that goes on in this and the stuff that they talk about and how serious uh, Elizabeth and Philip get whenever food is brought up. Remember, they've done it off and on before, but I just thought it was pretty interesting how much they did. Yeah, we'll talk about it. I'm sure there was a scene where Philip was talking about the soup his mom made. Yeah. Yeah, pretty pretty grim, pretty bleak And Elizabeth stuff. was talking about how thin her mother was because they didn't have enough food to feed both of them. I know. Yeah. I know. Okay, you ready to just jump in and get yeah. this one going? Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. Um, we start off, we're at the uh, Granville Eagles cafeteria, and we meet somebody. I didn't even know if we had the right TV show on there for a little while. I know. I, I thought know. maybe we'd tape something in error, but it turns out it's a... Uh, guy named Tuan, and he's going up and meeting a... Young Vietnamese boy. Yeah, Tuan is, and he's going mm-hmm. up to meet Pasha, who is a Russian... Russian immigrant. Yeah. Uh, Been there two months. Right. Now, we're to Been assume two months. that his family defected. Is that what we are to think? Uh, I don't know. That's kind of the... it's too early. Okay. Yeah, I don't That's know. That's just kind of what I thought. Yeah. Probably, but we don't have any confirmation. <laughs> it's too early to tell. It's too early to tell. We think it may have been a bad claim. <laughs> um, then after school, Tuan comes in, and uh, he brings Pasha home with him, and Mom and Dad are there, and he offers Pasha a banana, and everybody's happy, and they turn around, and, and lo and behold... It's Philip and Elizabeth, and I thought, man, they're in the witness protection program or something. Is that really what you thought? I thought, that, what is this? And they I, gave up. Big slap in the face. I had no idea. <laughs> I fast-forwarded through the commercials so I could figure out what was going on. They gave up Henry and Paige and just took on another one. Well, I kind of thought Twan was Henry there for a minute. I didn't, you know, because you never know. It's been so long. And then later <laughs> on, when you see Henry standing beside Paige, he's, you know, he's shot up. You oh, know, my it, gosh. Has he grown up or what? I noticed yeah, that. He's like as tall he's as like Matthew. Like than he I was know. in the last episode. I know. And they, you know, they just went straight from where they were to this episode. I mean, right. You know, William's not even decomposed yet, so we know not a lot of time has passed. That's a good point. Yeah, That's a, yeah I was kind of wondering how much time... Ha- there, there has to have been a little bit, though, for them to um, have incorporated all the stuff going on with Twan that we don't know anything about. But, yeah, not, yeah, but not, not a lot. Much. You know, right. they, they move pretty quickly. Yeah. Well, then we go into the intro. We come back, and this is where America the Beautiful is playing in Russian. That's crazy. That was crazy. And uh, something I never expected to hear in my entire life and how wrong it sounded just i couldn't think of another way to put it other than just it just didn't even sound right the contrasting views of the bountiful golden grain fields of america compared to the desolate fields and fields in russia and all the manual labor they were having to do to get this this food compared to how all of ours was uh, mechanized. There was machinery everywhere, but it seemed like they were doing like a lot of back-breaking labor over right, there. Right. And then we see somebody bringing a cart full of Danish to who we later find out is the colonel in the KGB office, but we don't even know who that is. But Yeah, the contrast with what the regular folks had 
versus right. what they had at the KGB office. Right, the haves and the have-nots. I think it was Chernyanko who was the uh, premier at that time. Yes. His picture was on the wall. He wasn't there very long. Really? Yeah, I don't think so. Okay, then we see Stan coming into the office and Webster, that was Webster, right? Calls him in. Oh, yeah, yeah, that, yeah. And he's telling Stan about Oleg, that Oleg went back home. And, of course, it frightened Stan a little bit. He's like, did he have, uh, they called them minders, I think. But I assume that meant. Monitors. Right. Yeah. Right. Handlers, watchers. Right. Did people he, who want, political officers, I think, right. is what uh, the, the technical term was back then. Did he go back home of his own volition? or yeah, did, did he, they find out he gave right. Stan the information that led to Williams' Yeah, Stan's kind of uh, in the dark. Right. Oleg did not say goodbye. No, he didn't. But I think Webster was kind of trying to reassure him that he felt like, he said it's not so much so weird that he would do that because they do a lot of time have change of staff when a residentura gets kicked out or PNG'd. And I thought, what does PNG'd mean again? I couldn't remember. And of course... Persona non grata, right. which was the last thing. So right. Yeah, you got 48 hours to get out. I know, it was bad. Yeah, he, li- he lived his whole life waiting to tell somebody that. So then Philip and Elizabeth come into the house where Juan is watching the A-Team. Yeah, I remember the A-Team. Did you ever watch that? I was going to ask no, you. No, I never watched a single episode, but I remember everybody was uh, you know, crazy about you know, the A-Team and Mr. T and all the characters on the A-Team. I, I never, never watched it. I didn't never, either. Never watched it. Isn't yeah. that weird? No, I think we were, uh, nobody remembers the A-Team, so I think we were ahead of our time, really. Really? Yeah, in our rejection of the (laughs) A-Team, I think we were just a little bit too old for it, uh, because Twan's telling them that that's evidently what all the cool kids in school are watching. you got to do it to keep up with it. Now, Twan has a bad taste in his mouth over... He's from North Vietnam, so he's he's from a country that just actually, you know, prevailed over over American capitalism, you know, when when the Viet when we pulled out of the Viet, Vietnam in nineteen seventy four was the last I think the helicopter left the famous footage of the helicopter leaving the embassy. Uh, 74, 75 when they uh, maybe seventy five when the uh, North Koreans overran the uh, embassy embassy grounds in South Korea and they you know we had we had ceased combat operations, pulled out all the combat troops. It was called the Vietnamization of the war, and we were trying to turn it over to the South Vietnamese, but of course they couldn't. They couldn't handle it, and the North, uh, the North won the war. We pulled out. North won the war, and um, it was, uh, you know, Tuan was obviously a very uh, uh, patriotic communist, based on his, you know, his attitude. Sure. And everything. Sure. That's. Interesting little tidbit. I would have never gathered all that myself. But Twan tells them about the family, uh, Pasha's family, and how the dad's not a patriot, and how they he can't believe that they let him get out. Oh the yeah, country. he they should have put, put a bullet in his head you know. a long time ago. And I thought that Elizabeth would probably want to jump across the kitchen table when they were having dinner, and he was talking about how bad he hated Russia. Yeah, she's. I, I didn't. I, I didn't really yeah. take that until afterward. I didn't oh, notice man. her. Oh, her reaction yeah. was. Oh yeah, she was just biting her lips. She wanted to pull out her little Russian ninja knife and and Gensu that guy right up. Oh yeah, you could tell. She yeah. Well, um, then we go to Oleg, and he's in Moscow. He's made it home, and he's. And with he looks his happy, mom. doesn't he? Sitting there with his mom. I don't think he looks happy. Oh, he's grinning. He's, he's yeah. happy to be with his mother. And I don't think so. He's looking so. at the little book that says, it's so, you know, they're trying to tell us what year it is. Right. And not being real uh, secretive about it. It's 1984. And it's and the, the summer. Olympics are coming up. Right. Yep. Summer of 84. Right. Um, yeah. But I didn't think he looked happy. I, I thought he looked... I don't know. He looked resigned. and. Well, he didn't look as happy as he did when he was... Hanging out with Tatiana. Well, but, there you go. Yeah. But you can hear the clock ticking and stuff. It's just doesn't seem as festive, I guess, a situation for a young man like that to want to be in. I mean, if he could be in America at that time, and which he seemed to really like, versus being home, 
you know, with living with his mom and dad. I don't know. Um, but his mom, see, we we see the food. His mom lays little uh, foods on a saucer and brings it to him. Right. Because you know they they are the haves, which they is what are. we talked about. Yeah, they're in the they're they're in the government. Right. Which are the the have culture. Which. I'm really kind of nervous about, based on all the stuff that we'll talk about in a little bit, about his family being in the halves. She says she forced him to come come home, but she loves having him there, and she misses his brother, and she wakes up and she can't breathe. And then she warns him to be careful that this is a hard place. But now he tells her, he says he came home for a lot of reasons, and I guess he wanted to get out of there after that William thing, too. I would think that would have been his last, like, little... I'm going to do this William thing, and then I'm leaving, so I, there's no way I can be connected, maybe, with mm. that. Is that. Was that your guess for that, too? Mm. Uh, no, I didn't, I didn't put it together like that. I mean, but I don't know. That's interesting. interesting. Certainly, yeah. Well, certainly could, certainly uh, a, a good theory. I think his mom's struggling because she's want, she wants her son close. Especially after the loss of her other son, but she realizes this is a much harder place to live in. So she has like that age-old parent quandary of you know wanting your child with you, but also wanting them to have what is best for them. And I don't know. And I think maybe we're even seeing that same kind of thing with Philip and even Elizabeth to an extent with Paige. It's the whole. What do you want for your child versus what your child wants and what's the best for them? If it weren't for Elizabeth, Philip would be an American. I think so, too. Philip would have defected a long time ago. Don't you think Philip, would they have a hard time defecting or would they? They'd probably kill Philip if they right. find him. Yeah, That's what to. I would think. Um, but they'd have to sneak up on him. Well... Then we see Paige walks in with pizza from Mario's that Stan had bought. She's putting it up for um, lunch the next day. And Elizabeth, no vegetables. You know, it's all about vegetables and nutrition and all this kind of stuff. And Paige says, yeah, there's vegetables on the pizza. And she kind of, you know, rolls her eyes. And they're going to watch the Olympics, but she doesn't want to do it. She doesn't want to watch with them. Um, Then we go to Misha, and he's in what looks like it's that Russian airport, right? Yep, he's headed uh, to Yugoslavia, and looks like he's on his way to uh, want to come to America. Yeah, he's he's in the bathroom and he's looking through his stuff, and he looks scared, don't you think? A little bit pensive, maybe. Yeah, yeah, he, he's he's a little apprehensive about actually being able to get out. Well, then there's these terribly long lines, and everybody looks miserable in the lines, and there's like almost as many police officers as there are people it seems like in the airport so it just it doesn't seem like a real friendly inviting place that (laughs) that he's in and it's also really gray and everybody's dressed gray i mean there's nothing festive looking about about this place at all and everybody's pretty serious but they call him up and he ends up making it making it through and when they they ask him where he's going and he and he's going to Yugoslavia he says to visit family and um they tell him to go ahead and when he tells him to go ahead uh, Misha doesn't waste any time getting through that gate he <laughs> breaks it uh, down no. and goes and then we go to commercial and we come back and Philip and Elizabeth are uh walking with Tuan down the street toward Pasha's house okay now there there was another point in this um there was a guy in the car and they had talked about him earlier. Elizabeth, I think, had asked Tuan if she had seen somebody looking or something. Did you catch that? It has to be one of their guys, right? Because they just walked past him and didn't even notice him. I think they they did notice him. They knew he was there, but they weren't supposed to notice him as civilians because he was probably uh, he's either somebody that's uh, that's watching the family. For the F- he's probably somebody's watching the family for the FBI. Oh, okay, okay. I didn't know if it, I just did, couldn't figure out who that was supposed to be because they're defectors. We'll assume, Let's and assume if they're, they're defectors and they got somebody, somebody watching, watch them just to make sure that they really are to defectors. To make sure that they're not fake defectors like the female that we had uh, with Stan last last uh, season. Right. 
Well, then they're having dinner, and we find out that Elizabeth is a stewardess and uh, Philip's pilot. And this is where the dad starts saying that it's a good thing they don't work for Aeroflot. That Aeroflot. Flot. Is that right? Aeroflot, Aeroflot. I don't know. Um, the the Russian airline, we assume, because it's dirty, and they crash, and all that kind of stuff. Oh, this guy doesn't have anything good to say about Russia, and Elizabeth is really biting her tongue. Yeah, and you see his wife kind of try to stop him a couple times. Did you notice? Yes, I did. And, um, but he's talking about how... The stores here have everything, and you actually get to choose what you want and stuff like that, and how it's not like that there, and that you have to wait in line for food. And, and he talks about how there's coming out of Elizabeth's three families to a apartment, and how he's talking about the corruption too. He's talking about how if you want a telephone, you bribe somebody, and three years later you get a telephone. Right. And if your heat breaks, you bribe somebody, and um. All that kind of stuff. And then he says that he is a consultant to the Department of Agriculture. So we're seeing something. Seeing something put together here. And, of course, with the scenes of the upcoming episodes. Right. Yep. We're going to have some kind of uh, agricultural-based theme here. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And he says that the Soviet Union's broken. And then we see Paige going over to Stan's, who's trying to cook. Stan's cooking. Yeah, he's kind of cooking. Stands he's opening a box and yeah. pouring in the, measuring the milk. Um, reading directions. And then Stan goes over and he's talking about how nice they've all made it for Matthew because it was hard on him when he came back. And Paige and Matthew are awful cozy, aren't they, with his wet hair and how she likes it and the hugs. And yeah, Stan loves the, the closeness. Yeah. Philip, not so much. Yeah. I think that's pretty common, maybe a parent of boy friend versus parent of girlfriend. I don't know. I have didn't we have hadn't voice. been I know. Yeah. Then we go back to Philip and Elizabeth at Pasha's house and Pasha's mom's apologizing for her husband's complaining. Elizabeth says she hated to uh pull Twan up and bring him there too and she's really trying to create so a, in the kitchen talking. Right, right, right. And the mom is really grateful for Juan's friendship of her son because it's the first friend he's made and how hard it's been on him and they have the whole conversation about that and Elizabeth says they adopted Tuan when he was 10 and he only spoke Vietnamese and that it took time but everything's going to be fine she's real comforting to the situation and um, Pasha didn't want to go to America and he's struggling to speak the language and the mom is too she wants to work she wants to work in a library but she can't speak the language well, so that's just a little bit of information on that family. I guess they're just giving us yeah some backstory. Yeah, some information on them. They're back at their house, and Twan says that they're studying tomorrow, and they discuss how he handles the lights, turning them off and on, and uh, to, to make it look like the parents are there or not. And right. so I mean, they're thinking of everything. It looks like, and I guess they're doing that maybe for the neighbors as well as for the who we're assuming now is the FBI sitting out there in the car. And they tell him they'll see him Tuesday and they drive away. And when they're in the car, Elizabeth's saying very sarcastically that she's looking forward to having dinner with that family again. Yeah. And, and they start talking about the old days in yeah. the uh, Soviet Union where they were hungry and, and Philip's mom made soup out of two onions and said it was just really warm water. Elizabeth mentioned that her mom didn't have anything to eat and would claim not to be hungry so that Elizabeth would eat. Right. But Elizabeth says that Pasha's dad is old enough to remember that a time after the war when there was nothing to stand in line for. Essentially, that he should be grateful. Oh, yeah. He should be grateful that he gets this, that there's something to stand in line for. Yeah. Yeah, she's trying to put a happy face on it, for sure. Well, then Philip also brings up, he says um, they'll get their time to go back. They're kind of like reminiscing of home. And Philip says that, that they'll get their time to go back when the time's right. And that just wasn't it. This past time just wasn't it. And Elizabeth asks him, you know, well, when is the right time? And that's interesting because you never see Elizabeth talking about going back or talking about wanting to leave or talking about, you know, she's no. so committed. So she, but she did ask. Another commercial, there's a lot of commercials in this, <laughs> seemed like, because um, it's a great show. I guess they can get away with it. But Paige is reading the Hotel New Hampshire 
book by John Irving. Did you look up anything mm. about that? I've never read it, but just a quick peek on Wikipedia. Uh, it makes me think that it might be like best summarized as a story about a very unique family with all sorts of oddities and tragedies. And so there's that's a little telling to maybe how Paige is reading a story about a family with tragedies going on mm. in it. Um, or maybe maybe not. Maybe it's just what was popular at the time, but I thought it was kind of funny. No, I think that's, yeah, that, that's probably right. Philip asked if Matthew was there and was Paige alone with him. And Paige doesn't like these questions about Matthew at all. She mm. doesn't like anything about it. And so she essentially glosses it all over. And she says, Stan made fettuccine Alfredo with no vegetables. Mm. <clears throat> but she says she thinks he's on the right track. And then Paige goes into the fact that she has bigger problems. She's a drama queen. As usual, nothing's changed with Paige. <laughs> Well, I mean, this guy was just killed in front of her. And she's, you know, she's a 15-year-old, right? 15, 16. Mm -hmm. And she asks if Elizabeth thinks about the guy, you know, and all that kind of stuff. And they're like, this is going to get better. And they're talking to her. And she's like, she doesn't want it to get better. She doesn't want this to be okay to her and be like the norm for her. And then the doorbell rings. It's Happy Stan. It's Happy Stan with a six-pack of beer. And... Of course, he sees all the tension, feels the tension, and sees Paige walking away. And he's like, is it a bad time? And Elizabeth goes, no, it's a perfect time. And Stan, vegetables, they're good for you. You know, so she's got to throw in like a little jab there. But, you know, again, with the food in this, right. there's food, food, food. So Stan comes in and he says, Sandra used to say that when you put your foot down, you just have to pick it back up again. So Yeah, and they made a little joke. That's Sandra. She had her sayings. Yeah. and like Well, he said, Sandra, you remember Sandra, don't yeah, you? Yeah, you remember Sandra. Yeah. Um, Stan is really happy. He says he's met someone in a purple leotard at the gym. And then after they talk for just a minute, we realize that he just saw someone. Yeah, and gave, gave her a cup of water. Yeah, he didn't even know her name. Yeah, the old cup of water move. So what was that all about? Um... Maybe just the fact that he's interested in talking to somebody else. Okay. Okay, I can swallow that. So then Philip goes upstairs and tells Elizabeth about Stan liking somebody at the gym. And did you notice Elizabeth? She like scoffs and rolls her eyes. It's like, I mean that scoff, it started me thinking about Elizabeth and how she has not changed. She has mm. not budged. She has not evolved to American way of thinking at all. She thinks it's silly and childish and has no purpose to like someone. I don't think she gets this, I like someone just because I like them or because I find them attractive or whatever. It's like it's like there needs to be something greater behind the like, like serving a country or patriotic something. It needs to be part of the mission. Yeah. Well, Sam thinks Paige and Matthew is a good thing and he's going to be heartbroken. And Elizabeth says that she'll talk to her because she uh, prognosticates that it's going to get worse with the two of them. So then we go to the scene and we see a bus going down a road. And I use the word road really loosely because it didn't look like much of a road in the Ruff. snow. Um, and Misha is thinking that letter that his mother left him. She's so happy that he came home from the war and she should be there with him, but she chose the wrong life. And if she could, she'd do it over again. She doesn't know what will happen if he goes to see his father, but she believes his father's a good man. So we know, I think we knew, but we know for sure that Misha's headed to find his dad, right? Yes. Did they I tell think, us that for another reason, do you think? Uh, no, I think we... we can pretty much assume he's head of the United States. I don't know why he went through Yugoslavia. Maybe that's the easiest way to get out. I don't know. Yeah, and, uh, Yugoslavia was, a, was at that time, there is no Yugoslavia now. I think it's broken up into Bosnia and Croatia and um, Serbia, uh, I think. Right. But um, I think, and then, but in those days, in the 80s, it was still Yugoslavia. It was a Soviet puppet state part of the Soviet Union. Oh. I broke up into several different 
states after uh, the the wall, and I think after ninety one, I think in ninety ninety one. Well, was it communist? I'm sh- oh, assuming. Oh yeah, yeah. Shoot, I wonder how it would have been easier to get, or maybe they'll show us. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, we'll find out. I don't know how it would be any easier to get out of Yugoslavia. Maybe um, he can get across the border into uh, you know one of the adjoining countries, Hungary or Romania or. I think it borders also uh, Albania, Greece, um, Austria, Italy. So maybe he's planning on, you know, crossing the border into one of those countries. And that would be easier than uh, maybe I don't I don't know. Okay, then the first time I watched this, I'm a little embarrassed about this. <laughs> the first time I watched it right here. Um. I wrote down, Philip and Elizabeth are in a hooker and pimp disguise in a diner, and... Oh, that's Fargo. (laughs) Yeah. It turns out it was a Fargo commercial, but that guy looked just like Philip in a disguise. I mean, not just like him, but enough like him that as I was sitting there typing... We probably should get you down to the optometrist. I know. Has it been over a year? That's not funny. I think it's been It wasn't them at all, though. It was just a Fargo commercial. And I was, like, taking notes on this commercial. And I was, like, rewinding it and taking notes and everything. That is pretty funny. (laughs) It was ridiculous. Did you take notes on the next preview? That's not nice. For those that don't know, Mike from West Coast Project and I do a podcast on Fargo, and that's coming back on April 19th. So if you want to hear more from me or want to check out our Fargo podcast over on West Coast Project, um, there's also a lot of other great podcasts over there. Mike and Jamie, they're great together, and they do an Americans podcast that they got out really quickly this week. And... um, they do Better Call Saul, lots of good stuff. So be sure to check them out at West Coast Project and um, and check out our Fargo podcast, which will be coming up. Uh, I think it starts back, Fargo starts back the 19th of April. So it'll be sometime probably after that. And I'll link all this in the show notes on uh, Tribal Rant for anybody that is interested in checking that out. Maybe not getting it as confused with this like I did. I can't, I can't believe I did. I literally have notes on it. That's Literally, funny. look, look, notes. Philip and yeah. Elizabeth are in a diner. Okay. Um, Sounds like the start of a joke. Philip and Elizabeth walking yeah, through a diner. Yeah, really. In, in a pimp and hooker costume. Okay, now this thing i got some questions about, okay? Okay. You're going to have to maybe explain this one to me. Oleg's at the KGB headquarters. Now, right. this is where he has gotten moved to, we he's assume. He's new right? assignment. Okay. Yeah. Um, and he's talking to the colonel. I don't think we learn his name in this one. Okay. Um, and the colonel says that they don't usually get people from PGU. So he wasn't able to see Oleg's entire file. Now, PGU is the Foreign Intelligence Gathering and Processing Body. Right? hmm From the Russian acronym for the First Chief Directorate. Okay. Okay, so... Can you put that in language that I can understand? Well, remember, Oleg mentioned a few times in the previous season that he was working uh, science and technology. He was he was there. Remember, he was he was working on space shuttle stuff. He was the science and technology arm of the intelligence gathering uh, okay. division. Okay. Yeah. So that's why they couldn't even see all of his stuff. Right. Because okay. a lot of the stuff that was, he was classified. classified, and now he's just going to be working on corruption in the Soviet Union. Well, yeah, he says that he requested it, and this colonel says he wants to tell him a joke. And he says, you know, a woman comes into the store and says, do you have meat? And the guy said, no, this isn't the place we don't have meat. The place that we don't have, that doesn't have meat is across the road. Right. And then he's, you know... Oleg doesn't really, it's it's not really even funny. It's like really sad. Right. And it's not even funny to the colonel. The colonel is just trying to illustrate a point. Right. Right. And he says they should be able to feed their people a hundred times over. And they can't because of bribery, favors, fraud, etc. Which is the same thing that Pasha's dad was talking about with Philip and Elizabeth back at the dinner table, how you can't get anything done without bribes and how exactly. much fraud there is and stuff like that. Well, the Soviet Union, that was that was just 
the way they operated in those days. The Soviet Union is far different than uh, than Russia, today's Russia. Well, the colonel says Andropov believed that this was the chief threat to the Soviet Union and that... Uh, Chernyakov? Yeah, agrees. And that's when he points up to the picture on the on the wall. And, but he says their office is cracking down. And he says he... Uh, knows that he didn't do this in the U.S., like criminal investigations, but it's what they do here. And then he goes into, your family is powerful. So he talks about how they're going to investigate some powerful people. That's what they're doing. Right, and is that going to be a problem for you? Right, and people that have eaten at your table. Right, yeah, people that you're familiar with. Right, maybe friends and stuff. And he says... He needs to know that he's going to keep what's said there, there, and he has to be a KGB officer first. And I kind of wonder, I kind of got the feeling, of course Oleg would have to agree with that, but I kind of wondered how that would make him feel. You know, I mean, that's a pretty big thing if you think about that. It's kind of like you may have to be investigating... Somebody your family's close to. Your family, for all Anybody. Could, could be, but of course, you know, that's not going to fly with Oleg. He's halfway an American anyway. <laughs> then we go to Claudia and Gabriel, and they're saying that uh, Claudia's gotten the 411 that Misha might be coming here as they're walking through this rainy park. Oh, I know, and they're really worried about that. Yeah. Because, I mean, how's what's Philip going to do with, you know, Misha running around, who's, you know, thick Russian accent, you know, saying, hey, you know, can you imagine if they get a hold of him? That's my dad. I hadn't thought about any of that, oh honestly. Oh, my goodness. That's, that's, that's a train wreck. They can't allow Misha to make it to Philip. Really? Can't. No. Imagine. Imagine, I mean, the, the attention that that would bring to Philip. I mean, that's the end of Philip's covertness. That's interesting. Like is I said, I covertness a word? It is here. Okay. Okay. Um, <laughs> Gabriel says, I told them they should leave. And Claudia says... Nothing scares yeah, those two. Not scared of, and nothing scares those two. And then Gabriel says everything scares those two. That's, Which I think is true is both funny. ways, don't you? Yeah. I mean, yeah. don't you think that's actually true? I could, I couldn't imagine the anxiety that they they live with mm-hmm. across the street from the FBI agent for Christ's sake. Elizabeth goes into Paige's room and says she wants to help her with her nightmares. Right, so she starts teaching her self-defense. Yeah, she starts pushing her around, and you can tell Paige is just like never doing? been no, handled never been in any. No, and it freaks her out until and she, uh, Elizabeth does it till Paige starts to push back. Right, and then she stops and she says, "You can't be afraid to hit, and you can't be afraid to be hit, and you have to be willing to do anything to protect yourself." So good advice. And then she starts telling her how to hold her hand and everything. Yep, thumb always there. Then we see, uh, okay, now what's going on here? We see Oleg, and he's walking through the drizzle, and someone's walking on the upper road looking down at him. Any ideas who this is and why? Is it the KGB looking at him to make sure? I mean, I don't well, know who well, it they're is. they're constantly spying on each other. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's what they did. I mean, everybody was checking on, on everybody in those days, and so I guess he was, he was no exception. Well, Oleg goes inside, and his family asks how his first day went, and he just doesn't really want to talk about it. Cause he can't talk about it, but he doesn't want to talk about it, and he just says he's starving and ready to eat and kind of blows it off. Yeah, it sounds like they want to come on. So then Philip's in the laundry room, and Elizabeth comes in, and they're discussing the new safe house address. Right. And she tells Philip that she's shown Paige some new self-defense moves and that she's a fast learner. And she has not talked to her about Matthew yet, but she will. And that was the whole of that scene. Then we go to Gabriel telling Elizabeth and Philip about what happened to William. Mm. And that was yep. pretty somber. Yep, they got him buried out back at Fort Dietrich in, in a place called Area B. Yep. And they're going to send him out there. And yep. you see him out there with a, a whole little spy team. Well... They get really quiet, though, when they're talking about this. And Elizabeth asks how bad it is to die of the loss of our virus. And Gabriel just kind of sits there. He just kind of sits there like you don't even want to know. And they talk about how he 
Philip says that they doubted him, but that he killed himself for them. Because that's essentially what they said, is that he infected himself to prevent being interrogated. And Elizabeth says he was a hero, and Philip, smart aleck Philip, says, well, maybe he'll get a stamp. Oh, I know. Yeah. You know, so you kind of see that contention. Philip and, and Elizabeth. Well, Gabriel says he pictured him back home with kids running around, and he really wanted that for him. But he says, uh, William's got one more job to do. Yep, and then we're trying to figure out what that is. Yeah, and of I know. They, they go over there to try to get a tissue sample. Jeez. Mm-hmm. They um, found the grave pretty easily, didn't you think? Yeah, they had to have had it, like, just mapped. Compl- I mean, I don't know. Yeah. That was crazy, though. But now, this is the kind of thing that the Americans pull off brilliantly. They have... Anybody who... Who I know that anybody listening to this podcast is probably somebody who really loves the Americans, but how anybody can doubt the the brilliance of the show, the way they did this, they get away with stuff on this show that would make you would change the channel on anything else. And you didn't even notice it. I can tell by the look on your face. You didn't even or maybe you just don't know what I'm talking about. But they make this stuff memorable and completely unnoticeable. Did you realize that in this roughly hour-long show that there was 11 and a half minute scene where not one person said a word? No. That is unheard of in television. People do not tolerate that in television. Once they talked to the guard, the patrol guy, and the guy told them it's going to be, you know, somebody's going to come back around in 20 minutes. Yeah, every 20 minutes. It was 11 and a half minutes before there was another word spoken. Isn't mm. that crazy how yes. they're able to do that? And you're, weren't you just as drawn into that scene as you would have been had they been chit-chatting the whole time or there been well, subtitles sure, or yeah. anything? Yeah, well, there's, there's a lot of visuals there to keep you occupied. So much acting, and it's just crazy to me that it can be that engaging with that stretch of silence. But you're right. Philip and Elizabeth, they gather. There's like a team of them. They cut through the wire. They go in there. Everybody does their job. They've thought of everything. They've got all the equipment they need. Everybody is in the hole and out of the hole in concert and in sequence, and they go down and they... Cut a big hunk out Did of Did you know that they were going after Will? I mean, I thought they were going after William, right? Because we knew he was buried out there. But when they dug that so big and so deep, I started doubting. Yeah, I, I even know. put down, what I are they going for? They got for? down there and they cut the hunk out of him finally. Then we then we knew. Once they cut into the bag, I figured, figured it out. Well, yeah. But, I mean, this was like a huge hole. We're not talking about just the size of like a grave or anything. I thought they were, might be doing one of those weekend with Bernie things <sighs> and pull William out and you know, take a picture and send it back to the, the Politburo to say, hey, look, everything's okay. No problem. Is that what you thought? No. No? Okay. I just thought that up just now. Okay. Um, in my notes, I thought they're digging, and I put up William, question mark, and then I go on to say they dig and dig, and the hole's getting deeper and wider, and people are taking breaks, and they're, like, having lunch. You know, they're clocking in and clocking out on who's doing what. And they're, they're digging their butts off. I, I mean, how long would it take to dig a hole I don't like that? How many Russians does it take to <laughs> dig a six-foot hole behind Fort Detrick? I don't know. I mean, the, the, the hole's so big, they have to put a ladder into it. Right. For people to get into and out of. That is a deep hole. It's a deep hole. They're standing down in the hole. They're down in the hole. Yeah. I mean, and more than one of them. It's not just like it's big enough for anyway. At one point, I'm like, okay, this is way too big for William. They got a rope ladder going in there. And it just went on forever, you know, them digging and all this kind of stuff. And then they hit something. <clears throat> yep. And they get down in there with a welding helmet on. Well, it, yeah, and it's a it's a cutting torch that they use to to cut the the hasps. Yeah, and um, we see I've actually made a note of this before. Hans is there before 
yep. anything else. Hans is included. He's happy about this up to a point. Well, and then he's not so happy. Um, okay, Philip and Elizabeth put on masks, and by George's William, uh, wrapped in plastic with a sign on him saying not to burn him. Yeah, in his uh, still in his hospital clothes. Yeah, blood's not even cleaned off of his face. So, I guess you can't burn this. I mean, would it have like spread the virus? Is it a kind of virus that would? I mean, is there such a thing? I don't know. Well, they opened a shave kit and cut open the plastic, and because William mentioned when Gabriel was infected that. Philip and Elizabeth should have burned his body. Yeah, but that wasn't with the Lassa virus. That was with Glanders. That's true. Okay. So, but I mean, I don't know. No, you're right. Yeah. Um, okay, and they take that hunk of William's skin, and that was pretty graphic, yeah. how they did that. Oh, and William Burger. Put it, <laughs> Mike, and put it in a cooler. And can I just tell you how many sterile fields they broke while doing this? And I'm freaking out watching this. And, like, my heart rates <laughs> faster. If they had handled this like this in real life, the whole world would likely die of Lassa virus. This was so bad. They've got, like, a little cheapy Ziploc bag that they put his um, his arm flesh into. And they're, you know, it's like caught on the side of the bag and they're like knocking it in and then zipping it together and acting like that's going to somehow contain this virus that 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 they've got behind a bio in a biocontainment unit i mean it's just like i was just like freaking well, I'm out i'm sure they put it in an igloo cooler when they crawl it looked like an igloo cooler yeah. but um and then elizabeth hands it up to hans yeah she passes hans. off the forearm yep and he falls and cuts his hand and it's okay, man. Don't I know worry he's about freaked it. out for a second. You know, he's like looking at he looks up at Elizabeth and he's so freaked out. And she's like, No, no, it's fine. It's fine. And he's like, You can see the relief wash over him. Yeah. And he's like, It doesn't even hurt. Yep. And then she goes, Go on up and we'll finish up down here. And he starts back up. And, and she is a cold, cold, <laughs> cold woman. She, I mean, Hans, you know, we've gotten Hans used to Hans. I know he was he so good. Over. Just quickly. And um, they put him in the casket in the container with, with William. William. Yep. And um, that's the end. It's the end of everything. <laughs> it's the end of that, certainly. Um, next week, we see Paige is asking if it's hard to pretend to be other people. And we see her practicing her self-defense skills. Gabriel's telling them that half their grain comes from America and they're doing something to it and people will starve. And so it's something to do with that. Uh, they're talking to Stan about Oleg working at... Ca oh, yeah. They, they talk to Stan about trying to get Oleg to turn since he's at KGB headquarters over there now like essentially black I think blackmailing Oleg because of what he did right like saying you led us to William they didn't say all this but this is what I took from it you led us to William and if you don't turn then we're going to tell them what you did really I, I didn't get that yeah um the new couple that we just met tonight, the father saying disparaging things about Russia and saying he'd go to jail if he said them there. And um, Elizabeth just giving him the look. And Tuan saying he's a traitor. Claudia is saying Philip is unstable, which I think we've thought Claudia thought that for a long time. Oleg is passing something off to someone clandestinely, if that's a word. Uh, Matthew is asking Paige to tell him what it is. Hmm. He's like, what is it? Tell me. Elizabeth's telling Philip that they got it all wrong. No idea what that's all about. So, oh, yeah. No, I never try to follow that stuff because they're always... Misleading. Yeah, they're always misleading. About Russia rejecting U.S. wheat. I'm not exactly sure... That that's exactly what happened. What what um, what I'm sure of exactly happened was several times other countries such as Japan has rejected U.S. wheat and Russia has moved in to sell them wheat because 
I forget it's a large percentage of the of the bulk wheat in this country is genetically modified, and in Japan, I think genetically modified foods are uh, are illegal or um, or certainly undesirable in several countries. Yeah, right. And in, and in most of the countries where they're not just outright banned. All other countries, other than the United States and just one or two third world countries, require that genetically modified foods be labeled as such. Right. In the United States is one of the, it's the only developed country where genetically modified foods aren't required to be labeled. Monsanto pretty much uh, rules the world here as far as uh, lobbyists and Washington and, and this kind of stuff. It's, it's really kind of interesting. But Russia is making more money exporting wheat as a result of our uh, our wheat exports being rejected by the countries. Well, what percentage of our wheat is? I mean, it's like really high, isn't it? 98.6, I think. <laughs> it's, it's a lot. It's, it's a lot. It's high. like corn and soy, too. Yeah. It's it's a con it's a food control thing. So did we cover everything you wanted to cover? We covered everything I want to cover. Okay. So, well, we hope that you'll connect with us here at TribalRant.com and become part of our American Reds podcast. So, Mike, if anybody wants to tweet you a question, how do they get a hold of you? I don't even remember. <laughs> it's been so long, I know. I think it's at Mike from TN. Yeah, I think so. And I'm at Michelle from TN. Also, you can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash tribalrant. We're on iTunes, Stitcher, and TuneIn, so you can subscribe to us there. Please like us and rate us if you like what we're doing. Ratings are a great way to help a podcast that you like, um, helps other people to see and stuff, so it would be great if you could rate and even review if you really like us. And, of course, all this information is on tribalrant.com, where you can email us or leave us a message. We would love to hear from you. So if you don't have anything else on the season five premiere then Have we'll see you back next week hopefully next week we're going to get this out sooner yeah i know this gonna, is a little bit late yeah we're going to work to get it out quicker yeah and hopefully our uh audio will be set up a little better and we'll be able to work out all the kinks of starting this over again it's been a long, long time since we... Yeah, Michelle we've... and I, in case you're wondering about the audio, we're actually in two different locations. I'm actually in Russia, in an actual Russian barrel. I'm at the bottom, and we figured out how we can do this to make it a little more authentic. She just threw something at me. <laughs> I just threw something all the way to Russia. It's Russian wheat. <laughs> all right, so we'll see you back next week. Hopefully, we'll get it out on Wednesday yes. of next week. They've changed it. It was coming on on Wednesday and we were getting it out on Thursday but now the show is don't airing. make excuses we don't want to hear the labor pains we just need to show them the baby all right we'll we'll talk to you next week okay okay bye-bye bye-bye